How many of you have seen that advert on TV, um, that one where the guy in India, there's a, there's a river and it, it breaks the river bank and uh, the whole thing is about this river causing destruction to the land around it and con- continually this water just rushes in, smashes against the riverbed and you just see the sand disappearing into the river. And one guy in India for the last 38 years, every day of his life, took a tree and he planted it somewhere along the river bank. And in India, there is, I think, 16 square kilometers of forest started by one man 38 years ago planting a tree every day of his life. And he has been able to stop the destruction of the land around the river. And what he has created is this beautiful Amazon-like river jungle in the heart of India on one of the rivers there. And when he started out, he, he said to himself, how can I make a difference? But for 38 years, every day, he has planted a tree. And this river is now a jungle to a home of thousands of species of animals. And I really want to talk about that this morning as we continue in our life encounter and this season, we're going to be talking about evangelism and prayer. And yeah, our, our life group was a bit upside down. We never watched the first video. Um, our videos didn't work and our computers didn't work. So we just ate cake and drank coffee. And, and I'm glad Andre's not here. And, uh, but we are already behind in the syllabus. So when Alan joins us on Tuesday, it'll be even more carnage because nothing gets done. But I know that, that most of us would have watched the video on Todd White. Um, and an amazing man. And, and basically, just out of that, I'd like to ask a few questions. What does it mean to be an evangelist? Anybody? When I say to you, that Oak's an evangelist, what does it mean? What, what comes to mind? Please. Spreading the word of God? Sorry? Winning souls? Being a witness? Eh? I thought you said golf. <laughs> But you can, you can. Bold, boldness, right? Servant, service. Sorry? Heart for the lost. Discipleship, okay. So we're on the right track. We understand what it means to be an evangelist. The question I want to ask now is, we are looking for 10 evangelists from Shofar. Um, We're not quite going to give you a company car yet. But no, I'm serious. But once you've won a hundred souls for God, we will throw in a hundred uh, a company car. So we're looking for ten evangelists that are prepared to take everything that's been said to leave Shofar, to go out into Africa, and to start a church. Any takers? One, two. The essence is we can't get 10 people. But hopefully by the end of today, I will make you understand you don't need to leave home. You don't need to leave Africa. You don't need to leave Shofar. You don't need to leave your job. Every single one of us is an evangelist. And I think the world and the church has spread the wrong idea of what it means to be an evangelist. And today I want to show you just a few things about what God says about who we are. And it goes down to this whole thing about praying. 
leading a prayerful life. And this morning, I want you to pray for a change of understanding, a change of heart. To actually realize that the world can only be one when one man decides for 38 years, every day of his life, he's going to plant a tree. That is evangelism. Where he gets down on his knees and he says, I will make a difference. You see, evangelism comes from the heart. It comes from a change of lifestyle, which I'm going to go through this morning with you. There's a guy in the London Missionary Society in 1928 sent a guy to China. And when he went to China, he was going to be an evangelist and he was going to start a church. But when he got to communist China, they refused him to say the word Jesus Christ. And, and so what happened was he decided there were two choices. Either he stays in China or he returns home. And in consultation with the LMS, he decided that he was going to stay in China. And he became a farm. He became a farm laborer on one of the rice paddies. And eventually, I think it was in 1956, this guy died. And because he had no family at home, they took him and they buried him in the, in the, in the mountains of, of China. And in 1976, a new missionary was dispatched to China because they were opening their doors. And eventually, this guy in 1976 started an underground church. He started a church in one of the homes of the people. And he began to, to, to live life as a shopkeeper. And in the back of his shop... He was able to take people in there and he was able to tell them about this Jesus that he had come to spread the news about. And he began to speak about Jesus and he began to tell these people about the life of this person. And eventually one day this old gray-haired man walks in to the shop and he says, This man that you are talking about, the man that you are, are telling us about, we buried him in the mountains. And when they went to the graveside, there was the missionary from 1928 that had been buried. But the Chinese people of this village believed that they had buried Jesus there. He never mentioned the word Jesus, but he lived the life of Jesus. Now that is, in a nutshell, what I hope to tell you today, is that evangelism is our lives. Evangelism is who we are, not what we say, not what we do. Evangelism is the fullness of Christ living out inside of us so that people may see. You see, evangelism begins in our personal lives. Who we are in Christ is who we are to the world. Who we are in Christ is who we are to the world. That is evangelism. In John 1 verse 16 to 17, and this is the crux of my message this morning, and of his fullness, we have all received grace for grace. Then he says, for the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth. And we're going to talk about grace. We're going to talk about truth. But grace is that, 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 that stuff that we get from God that we don't deserve. Truth is that nature of Christ that we receive when we surrender our lives to God. We are told that we receive the fullness of Christ. It's a massive thought, guys. You see, a lot of people live, Hosea 4 verse 6 says, for where my people don't understand truth, they perish. The church is perishing today because we leave evangelism to one or two people that want to go out. We leave preaching to one or two people that want to do this. 
But in essence, the fullness of the church, every single one of us here, taking Christ into the world, evangelizes, starts to grow a, a forest of people that see Jesus on a daily basis. So when you and I realize that the fullness of God lives in us, it comes out from us, and I'm going to take you deeper into that, then we begin to understand that there's a massive call upon our lives. You see, our lives will be the presentation to the world. Our lives will be the evangelistic tool to the world. You see, no longer do we speak words about Jesus, but we live words of Jesus. We become the words of Jesus. And Steve, two weeks ago, when he preached, challenged me on this. He said to us that our neighbors love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And, and, and that it rocked my world. Because all of a sudden, he said to us, Remember what he said? He said, our neighbors change from time to time. And when we're driving down the road and the taxi's next to you, that oak becomes your neighbor. And that's been a very, very challenging thought for me. It's how do I deal with that oak? How do I love that oak as I love myself? How do I write off a kid in the class when he doesn't do his homework? Oh, that oak's my neighbor. Little snotty nose brat that doesn't do his homework. and He's my neighbor. And the words that I speak to him can damage him for life. But the love that I show to him can change his world for life. So our neighbors become the people that we are the evangelical tools to. They need to see Jesus in us. We need to transform who we are. So we are called not to covet the lives of other people. So many of us want to be like Usain Bolt. So many of us want to be like this. So many of us want to be like, I don't know. But guys, we are like Christ. And the moment we give our lives to him, the creator of the world, the creator of the world is in us. So why would we sell ourselves short? Why do we want to be like other people? When the fullness of God is manifested in us when we humble ourselves at the foot of the cross. And that's where the world of prayer comes in. Because constantly we need to be praying for that manifestation to become reality. I don't know, but they used to have that um, thing at, um, what did they used to call it, where all the ministers came to Quigney Baptist. Um, Brett, progress, progress. Sorry, Brett, I didn't want to embarrass you there. But, but, but that's where I met Errol and, and, and this whole thing. And, 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 and the reason why I'm talking is because Errol took me out for coffee, Brett's dad, and we spoke about the whole thing about seed. And Miles Monroe spoke about the seed, and, and Errol was just showing and, and, and expressing it to me. And it, 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 is, it stuck in my mind since then. 